How to stop looking at porn for smart, family-oriented men who want to learn to sustainably let go of porn in a way you can enjoy and look forward to. Learning to be proud of the man that you are. I'm Danny Pullman. I'm a certified life coach. I've been coaching guys on this for several years now, have been in the porn quitting game for years beyond that, and I use this podcast to share what I've learned. This is a movement. It is happening. Join with us and start winning against porn. All right, guys, we are talking decision fatigue today, which is a useful concept to understand when you are learning to manage your mind in more powerful ways. And also we're talking some strategies of how to use this concept to our advantage, okay? How it comes up, what sort of uh, pitfalls it can create for us, and how we can strategize and navigate our way through that more masterfully, skillfully, right? It's just a bit more of a glimpse into the instruction manual of how these supercomputers called brains work. So, um, decision fatigue is something that happens in our brain. It it happens from decisions. Um, not just from making decisions, but also from unmade decisions that linger. So it's related to the willpower part of your brain, which, if you didn't know this already, has a limited supply, right? And the reason this is so applicable to habit change is um, when you have trained your unconscious brain to create powerful urges for uh, this unnatural false pleasure uh, concentrated dopamine hit that comes from porn and masturbation um, or other things like it, then um, these urges will come up and what most of us do is we resist or react or fight these urges, right? And the reason that doesn't work is because we spend all that willpower energy resisting these feelings and then... And sometimes we use it as a way to tell ourselves we fought so valiantly and then we give in to the urge, right? And we go look at porn. And so the willpower method doesn't work. Fighting harder against urges is not the answer. It actually makes it worse. It creates more patterns in your brain that make it harder to change the habit, okay? So just a reminder there. And so let's learn a bit more about this willpower part of our brain that has to do with decision fatigue, okay? You can use up your willpower in a day, right? And it will not be replenished until you rest, slash sleep, slash uh, eat some nourishment that your body requires, right? And, um, and it will not replenish till we do those things, okay? So an example in a, a book called Willpower that I read a while ago, uh, they talk about this study they did with judges, parole judges, I think. And I might not be using all the exact right words here on this. But um, the idea was they were parole judges deciding if someone in prison should get to go on parole. And you know what parole is, right? Be out of jail, on probation, uh, kind of a test period to see if you're ready to re-enter society and leave jail if you'd pass your parole. And so I think we, we all watch enough prison shows on TV to have an idea about this, right? <laughs> um, but 
the judges were more likely to grant parole to guys that they guys or girls sorry um to grant parole to people who they saw first thing in the morning when they're well rested and probably had breakfast recently and they were less likely to grant parole to people at the end of the morning before lunch after making a bunch of decisions and not having eaten in a little while and not had a break in a while and then they're more likely to grant parole to people right after lunch they had a break and some food and then less likely to grant parole at the end of the day right so um so lawyers will use this to the advantage of their clients and they'll i think they'll try to schedule at least i would if i was the lawyer i'd try to schedule for my client um in the first thing in the morning or right after lunch and so um the judges had used up their decision fatigue that willpower energy by making decisions all morning and considering and weighing the different outcomes and possibilities and and granting parole is the more high risk decision than just keeping them in jail right so so if they but yet it's still sometimes the right answer and the the good judgment way to go right um even if it feels more high risk and their brains were more able to tolerate making that that uh higher risk decision and making room to take that risk but also make the good judgment that included taking that risk if that makes sense and then when their brains had less energy it was more let's just go with kind of the default safe option <clears throat> which is keep them in jail right and uh this applies to our brains with porn because what a lot of us who are in the habit of looking at porn have going on in our brain is the default safe option is actually to look at porn when we have those urges for porn right and the higher seemingly higher risk option is to do it without porn <laughs> and deal with what's coming up without looking at porn and um so decision fatigue can play a role for sure especially if you've had the urge there for a while and you've been indecisive about it and you're waffling back and forth about it and trying to get rid of the feelings or get away from them like instead of just feeling and allowing the feelings to wash over you without reacting to them right um we'd spend all this willpower and then it's just a setup right of course our brain defaults to the high dopamine low value activity that's that seems more safe and what our brain's familiar with in those moments right based on the past experience and um so let's talk a little bit more about this right um the people who set up grocery stores they know how this works they know how human brains work they study it they use it to their advantage um in their marketing and even in where they put things in the grocery store right and so one of the things they do is they know that people have already by the time they get to the checkout line they've already made all these decisions about what they want in their cart and what they're not going to put in the cart this time and uh what they what kind of noodles they want and what kinds they remember they they didn't like that one time and they're not going to get this time right like just all these little decisions 
And if you ever feel like I do exhausted after going to the grocery store, this is why, right? <laughs> it makes sense. It's so validating, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but the, um, especially if you go with like three kids, right? Three little kids. It's just exhaust. It, it zaps me for like the day. <laughs> no, um, used to. I've got. I've built up a tolerance for that. Um, but the, uh, the the people who set up the grocery stores know this, and they they what do they do? They pack those little mini aisles by the checkout with sugar filled things, right? Because they know our brain is going to be more likely to give in to cravings for those high dopamine hits when we're in a state of decision fatigue and um i've definitely bought many things from that little aisle many times and i don't necessarily regret it but it's kind of nice to know what's going on there right um i like me a good snickers bar my kids always want the tic tacs right um okay so the way to counteract something like this with a grocery store setup is, and my wife, she's good at this. Uh, she used to do it more. I don't know what she does now, but I remember she would make these lists for the store and she would organize them uh, by the things she wanted to buy, of course, but also she'd go to a store that she kind of knew where everything was and she'd organize the list in an order so that she kind of knew which section she would start walking toward and which section she'd see in the middle and which section at the end. And, and I'm sure this isn't a new revelation to a lot of you, right? But when you do this, what you're doing is you're maybe the night before, right? When you have energy or plans to spend energy this way, you make your decisions up front and kind of all really quick in succession right on a piece of paper without like looking at all the different options in front of you and deciding and um and you write it down and then you bring your list with you right and you just look at your list and do your shopping and grab what's on the list and maybe one or two things extra that you saw on the way that you didn't think of and then um and if you try it this way then you might leave the store not feeling quite as exhausted right um, so this is like an example of a way to make a situation like that easier on yourself. So, um, you cannot avoid decisions, right? As humans, we will have decisions to make. There's no avoiding that. Um, what you want to watch out for is that unmade decisions, they can take up more energy than made decisions. Um, so making a decision, yes, takes some energy. But when you leave a decision unmade, what it does is it just kind of sits there and lingers and just slightly and slowly drains that willpower part of your brain. It can kind of weigh on you, right? That's why it can part of why it can feel like it weighs on you. And um, and yeah, making a decision takes energy, but at least you've made it. And when you have, however many unmade decisions sitting there it can be a drain on this little power part so when you're looking at changing a habit what we want to do is just be really aware of how and when we're spending our willpower and try to be a bit more efficient with it so that it makes it easier on ourselves when we're in those moments um, right where willpower is very valuable and 
can feel like it's in short supply, okay? Um, another concept that I've been playing around with that I think is kind of fun to think about is retroactive decision fatigue, okay? So we have this idea of decision fatigue, and this is just kind of an idea I've been playing around with, um, but it's... It, this, what retroactive decision fatigue is when you're looking back at decisions you've made in the past and you're trying to change them <laughs> or you're rehashing them or questioning them, right? And Or you're wishing that they were different. Um, and, you know, you can see why we do this because I think we're trying to learn and do better. Um, I think that's what it stems from for a lot of us. But the way that we do it doesn't always actually contribute to effective learning and changing and can actually hang us up, right? One of the best ways to hang yourself up is focus more on decisions you made in the past and how you want those to be different than you are focusing on this moment and what decisions you have in front of you right now, right? And so um, even if they're decisions that you regret or that you consider mistakes or um, things you wish you would have done differently, right? It's one thing to acknowledge and say, yep, I made those decisions and here's what I learned from it and here's how I want to do it differently now and going forward, right? And what I'm going to practice. But it's another thing to actually spend energy trying to change how it went in the past, which is impossible to do. We cannot go back and change how it went, right? Yet, I think rather than just supporting and accepting how things went down and what we decided and just sort of dealing with the consequences and learning from it and then moving on we we spend all this energy just rehashing it's almost like we think we have the option to remake the decision back at that time so we're like uh trying to like push that or force that or make that happen right and we just keep weighing it and uh, mulling it over and and when your focus is backwards toward the past it's hard to access all of your power that you have in the current moment and going forward right so we want to find that balance between um, between learning from what happened acknowledging with accountability and honesty what happened right how it happened who's responsible Yes, so important, and we want to learn to do that without judgment and with more curiosity and effectively learn what we can from it and have a, a specific strategic uh, strategy and way to do that, to learn from it that's focused and you spend some time on it and then you practice moving on and letting it go, okay? So this is kind of the the way to counteract retroactive decision fatigue. I just want you to first kind of ask yourselves where you do this, and then also um, what would it be like to consider your past decisions just made and in the record books. Like, they are made and done. That's what happened, and a great thought to kind of support this is it's okay that that happened, right? Like. I accept, I choose to accept that that's how that decision happened. It's almost like we're supporting the decision that we made 
and um, I know even when it's a decision that you wish you wouldn't have made that supporting it sounds weird and like why would I do that but what's the other option right the other option is spending this energy trying to change something we can't change versus you know what I support that decision. I'm going to consider that decision made and in the books and there's no change in it. It happened and that's where I was at the time. That's what I chose to do with the best that I could in that moment and um, and accept it, right? So where can you relieve some of this retroactive decision fatigue for you and what would that look like for you, right? Um, what things about your past can you uh, start looking at differently decisions you've made in your past where we maybe rather than rehashing it or wishing we can uh, just let it be like hey that's that's what happened I made that decision yep that was me I'm responsible and that's how it went and and I'm gonna learn from it and I'm gonna take judgment out of it so I can actually learn something useful and let's take that with me going forward right so let's go through a few strategies here to work with this decision fatigue part of the brain, right? Uh, first of all, we've got um, uh, this one. Tell yourself that you won't allow certain decisions until you're more rested or nourished, okay? So if you have urges for porn, right, you can anticipate when those might be. If you really, if you sit down and ask yourself, like, when's the most likely time I'll next have an urge? you and i'm sure you know like what the most likely times are and you'll be pretty close to right on right um and that can be a really helpful thing to do by the way on a separate note is just anticipate when is it coming and um and then if it happens use the if word if it happens when is it coming and then have a plan in place where you tell yourself you know what i'm not going to decide to look at porn until i I'm sure that I've had enough food for the evening or the morning or the afternoon, whenever it is for you. Um, and I'm uh, also not going to do it until I have rested a certain amount, right? Um, and just kind of make a, a little agreement with yourself. Like, yes, I can choose to use porn, but not until after um, I have nourished myself and rested in a, a way that's actually restful, right? That actually rejuvenates. Like Netflix doesn't always do that, guys, right? I think it depends on how you're doing it. Um, sometimes just a 15-minute nap is so much better than two hours of Netflix, right? In terms of rejuvenating. So, um, so yeah, and have options for yourself of how you can do that. Um, another strategy, just like the grocery store, and how you can make a list, you can plan ahead of time and make decisions ahead of time, right? This is like a, a way to keep your upper brain in charge of your lower brain. The upper brain's like the parent brain and the lower brain's like the toddler brain, right? And when we're reacting to every urge the toddler brain throws at us, it's like we're letting the toddler decide how much candy they're gonna eat, right? Uh, as parents, most of us don't do that, right? It's like, okay, there's a limit <laughs> on the candy. And also there are certain things you're just not going to eat, right? Um, that aren't on the list <laughs> that I'm going to let you do. 
and it's done out of love and we can do this with ourselves um you can plan out your week right like spending some focused time 30 minutes or so planning out your week can save you so much time during the week and you can just move from task to task that much more easily if you've practiced this right um we can do this when you have an urge for porn right like uh if there's something that you right like right now in a higher self sort of state of mind you can write down what do you want yourself in that moment to know and tell yourself that you're gonna read it next time you have an urge for porn um and then in the moment of having an urge you don't have to use willpower to create this whole new conversation with yourself right you can just refer to what your higher self had to say when you're in that state of mind and then you you get to kind of consider your options there do i react to this toddler brain urge or do i do i look at what i had to say from my higher self brain right and uh, you can plan to read it. Make, just tell yourself, I'm going to read this before I decide whether to look at porn or not, right? And keep it simple. Um, also, um, with an urge for porn, another strategy to consider is just notice how much energy you spend waffling back and forth, right? Um, and something you can do is just practice telling yourself that you need to decide sooner, okay? Whether it's to look at porn or not, just start experimenting with what it's like to decide sooner. And give your, you can give yourself a little deadline. Like, once I notice the urge, I give myself two minutes, and then I've got to have a decision made by then. Am I looking at porn or not today, <laughs> right? Um, or am I looking, you can break it up into this morning or this afternoon, depending on what your, what situation is for you, right? Um, Give yourself two minutes to decide and then decide either way, whatever it is. And then just sort of see, even if you look at porn, um, see what it's like to, and compare how you feel after doing it that way versus doing it the battle against the urge for hours or days or whatever it is and then give into it, right? Like just notice the difference and, um, and this can help you start getting more clear on where all this comes from, right? Like it's not actually the porn doing as much of this as we thought to our to us and our brains, right? A lot of it just has to do with how we make decisions and how much we're waffling and weighing and going back and forth or trying to not make a decision or um right? So so be aware of that and just see what happens for you is the invitation okay um and then um the last thing is with retroactive decision fatigue right we kind of talked about this practice accepting your decisions in the past and consider them made and you're not going back on them because you can't anyway but practice experiencing it this way where you're not going back on the decision you made I looked at porn last Tuesday, right, for example. Let's say I looked at porn last Tuesday, and uh, I am not going back on that decision. That decision is the final decision for Tuesday at 5 o'clock on the whatever of April, right? Um, that's an example of how you could do it. And 
um, rather than trying to change it. You get what I'm saying? You get it? So there you go. Go uh, experiment with some of these things, and I'd love to hear any strategies that you have that you've found that work for you uh, in terms of working with this decision fatigue part of your brain and how you like to efficiently spend your willpower energy that is in limited supply each day. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear your ideas and what's worked for you, so reach out to me, let me know. And uh, also let me know if you're getting hung up anywhere on it. I'd love to hear from you too. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, I want to invite you to rate it and to share it with one or two people you think could also benefit. The podcast is available on all the platforms, wherever you like finding your podcasts. If you want more information on what I offer, go to dannypullman.com. And make sure you spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. And remember, we're talking about porn, but this is about so much more than just porn.